Hello and welcome to a new episode of Injury Time with me Sandeep here. Uh, on this episode we are going to preview the third part of our ISL preview with Pradeem Reddy. We've already got part 1 and 2 which got good response and hopefully we can keep that going on. So, uh, you know, without further ado, let's just get down to it. Going on to the two title contenders, so to speak. Uh, and we'll start with Goa because I think what you said is a perfect you know, PS move there. Local connect in Goa. They have Lenny, Vanda, Brandon, Sheraton, uh, Princeton is coming now. So, they are a team that is very uh, locally driven, local player driven. Yeah. How much does it add to a club? Not in terms of money value, but in terms of goodwill from the fans and stuff. To have their own local boys go on and represent the team in the National League. I think it's... That's... One of the success stories, I think, what uh, the, man- the new management that came in two seasons ago, I think they've um, the guys over there are doing um, a fantastic job. Akshay and um, Ravi are running that club very, very well. I think the from top to bottom of that club, it's one of the best run clubs at the moment in Indian football. I look closely at their youth development and the work. Derek's there, and um, more importantly, like, what Cliff- Clifford. Clifford's done a fantastic job developing these young players and. They're winning the Goa Pro League. They're winning under twenty Goa. Their U fifteen, U eighteen teams are starting to produce player, players for the next. So each team, like the thirteens, are producing for the fifteens, fifteens, the eighteens. And as you said, it's all local players. Which there's not many clubs in India that are doing that. Kerala Blasters aren't doing that. The East Bengal's Mohan Bagans are not doing it. The FC is not doing it. Um, Chennai FC, Chennai FC aren't doing it. So Mumbai aren't doing it. The only club that's really producing. Developing and looking at their local area is FC Goa, so that's a real positive coming from that club. And the fact that you've retained the coach from the last three seasons—I mean, they were close to missing out in the first season under Sergio Lopera. They snuck in in the last few games into the playoffs. Then they were gone one better from semi-finalist to finalist last year, and they picked up the silverware with the uh, Super Cup. So they'll definitely be contenders. But the little caveat is always with them is Plan B. Plan B. And it's becoming a bit predictable with FC Goa how they're going to play. We know it's a possession based game, build out of the back. We know they've got very attacking fullbacks with not genuine fullbacks. You've got Mandar and Saraton playing there who do a very good job in assisting the attack. And, but they've got that weak underbelly again where. They're probably the easiest team to score against. Physically, but, you can dominate them. Not just physically, I think there's a lot of gaps in, to exploit. Um, teams who can manage to stop Goa scoring will always manage to get chances because every team gets chances. Even teams like Mumbai, who lost, I think, conceded five goals, managed to score and had chances to make it 3 3 at half time or been lost in the end. So you'll always get chances against FC Goa. It's whether you can take those chances and also at the same time stop core open scoring so plan B is what we'll see because Koro is not getting any younger he's still scoring in pre-season but if you can stop uh, Jahu playing with the playmaker over there and you can nullify the threat of Edu Badia, I think they can be shut down rather easily and then that's where the Indian players have to step up and I think Brandon started to do that. Uh, Jackie did it very well last season. I think they've been very astute in signing Len Dungle, 
Mm. I think he's one strong. Who's, he's strong. He get you five six goals a season, and, and in a team, and he gets five six goals in a Kerala whether he's playing for Kerala Blast, poor Kerala Blast's team, or a poor North East United team. So in a team like um, FC Goa, where it creates so many chances, Lynn's not prolific. He needs, let's say, ten chances over the course of two games to get maybe two two goals. But at FC Goa, you will get five six chances yeah. per game. So he he probably will be one to watch in terms of their team and how how he does for them. And I'd like to see the likes of Liston and Manbir get more game time, but unfortunately with Koro there, I, yeah. I seriously doubt they will. But Koro, um, like I said, is not getting any younger. He's 37? Yeah, but he's still, look, at 37 he has to play half a season, really. It's, yeah. it's an 18-game season, so it's not not even half a season. for the, What they're used to playing in Spain, hmm. this is not. By Obviously now, by, this. True. by October now, they would have already played probably 10, 15 games. Spain, if you count preseason games and cup games and league games, they already would have been by the time the ISL starts, there would have been 15 games in, in Spain. So it's he should be able to cope with the number of games, and uh, because they know how we, how to play the system, they should hit the ground running straight away. And looking at their preseason results, they're quite a well oiled unit, there's not too many changes there. So, uh, how important is continuity because they have retained almost all of their players, yeah. So, and the coach for the last three years. Yes. So how important is continuity as a coach? Well, definitely. I mean, you look at a lot of us. We look at foreign leagues. We look at you know successful teams, whether it's Man United, Arsenal, uh, Liverpool, Chelsea. The reason Liverpool at the moment are doing so well is Klopp's third season. It's when he came in, they weren't as successful as they are now. It took time for his philosophy to be understood by the players. It took time for him to get the right players in and the wrong players out. Similarly with Guardiola, like he didn't win the league in his first season, but then it was unstoppable. You look at Ferguson's era, you look at uh, Wenger's era, they were there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it takes time. And so I think that's where they def- that's why, as you said, they're one of the favourites for the title because they, they have that continuity. And they've retained their good players, they've kept the likes of Hugo Bumu, Edu Vidya, Koro, Akhajaho. Um, Murtada Fall Pena and they've got the option of the seven foreigner which they haven't yet um, gone for so they, they can only get stronger um, and in, in terms of Indian players the likes of uh, Lendungal is a good addition where I think they're weak is again goalkeeper because they they have Nawaz they've got Nawaz yeah, and they've got Nain Kumar Kati's Kati left and joined uh, Hyderabad but I don't think Katiman is a loss because he wasn't going to play with yeah. them anyway but I think Nawaz suits their system in terms of playing out of the back with his feet, but in terms of as a goalkeeper, primary job is to stop the shots, um, and I don't think he's great at that. So teams will figure that out and test him. And the Indian centre back position, um, if Pena plays alongside Murtada Fall like last season, then it means only Jahu, Bedia, and Koro can play. Mm. And Bumu doesn't get on the field unless somebody comes off. In an ideal situation, they'd like the likes of Chingin Sana to find the form that he had at Delhi and Lajong. If Chingin Sana can play as well as he's been doing in preseason, then it gives the likes of Murtada Fall and Pena can either rotate, you can put Bumo on attack on the field. Then it's a much more dangerous team because if you've got the likes of 
Google, Google running into anybody and making passes, Jahoo, Coro to deal with. You've got to stop those four guys. Mm-hmm. It's a big problem for other teams to have, as well as the likes of Brandon's and yeah. others. And that's and that's yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's crucial for them is how they they find the right balance of their five players. Now, we come to the last team. It's obviously BFC who are the defending champions. Again, they've strengthened their squad a lot. But uh, one of the things that last year was asked to John Gregory and uh, he said this, BFC has never defended a title. And it's not to say they tanked the next year. Mm-hmm. Like the second year with Ashley and yourself. Yeah. Went very close last five minutes of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not a mental thing, but how difficult is it to defend the title as opposed to win it for the first time? Or not for the first time, just to win it. No, it's no doubt defending is much, much more difficult for a couple of reasons. One, you have a target on your back from the first day of the season that everybody wants to beat you because you're the champion. So, you know, if you've got a new coach, like for example, if Jamshedpur playing BFC, the Jamshedpur coach, he's on, he's got nothing to lose in that game. As in, I'm playing against the defending champions. It's If he wins that game, he goes to his management, he looks like a hero. Mm-hmm. You know, you can probably go in and start negotiating his pay rise or, mm-hmm. or something. So you can motivate your players quite easily to raise their game to play against BFC, as opposed to if you had a game against Northeast. Whereas for BFC, there's also that pressure now that you're the champions; you're expected to win every game, and that becomes a little bit problematic at times because when you don't win games, you start to look at where things could have been better, and you don't want to lose that. And especially for BFC because they've never really been out of the challenge for the title except in Broca's uh, first season yeah. when they weren't even in the top three. Um, so the first three years were highly successful where they were always in challenging for the title. And the only one thing I'd have to clarify here though is you know, much as John Gray said it's tough to retain. To be fair, BFC kind of did it last year because they reached the final again. Not just they reached the final, they finished top of the league. Mm-hmm. The format is such you have to win the playoffs to be called the champions, but they finished first 17-18 season, they finished first 18-19 season. So they did do it already. So if you go with that mindset, then it's just doing exactly what you did last year. Um, and then obviously it's a luck of what happens in, in a knockout, so it's a knockout. Um, where I feel they have big shoes to fill is Nico's void. Because mm. you lose a player like Nico, it's very, very difficult to replace. I mean, we'd be, if Koro wasn't playing for FC Goa, would we be putting them down as favourites now? Probably not. Mm. Because we don't know what their replacement is going to do. And similarly with Onwu, no, no one knows yet, is he going to be able to produce the likes of what Nico did? Um, but I think Carlos knows the league quite well. He's been around here for a while. So they've been quite astute in signing somebody like Udanta and sorry uh, Ashik to complement Udanta. So now you've got pace on both wings, and it allows J3 then to play more centrally. And it's gives him a different for him, isn't it? As he's growing older, yeah, absolutely. Because as if you look at the final, Sunil spent a lot of his time tracking back, back yeah. and helping Nishu, which would be better suited for the likes of Asim. Ashik, and because you want Sunil closer to the opposition goal, getting the ball there and causing problems. Um, so you've not necessarily lost much in terms of Nico's output because last year with Nico being injured he didn't really produce the numbers he did for the previous season they still won the title and got to the final but 
overall presence when you have Miku in the team, it gives you that confidence that you know you're playing badly mm-hmm. when you the game, like their first game of the season against Chennai. Chennai was a better team that day. Yeah, they had two clears and clear chances. Yeah. Had Chennai won that first game of the season, maybe their confidence would have grown and they would have had a better season. BFC might have stumbled. But you've got the likes of Miku, one phenomenal strike. And again, when he came back from his injury, it was at the right time, it was towards the playoff play yeah. time. So he gave the squad confidence, like, Miku's back, even if he wasn't back to his best. He had glimpses of it in the final and semi-finals when he helped set up the goal for... He scored uh, against, I think, uh, yeah. North East. Yeah, a great run at the near post yeah, from Dampas yeah. Cross. So, my photographer took a picture of that, that moment when he's kicking the ball, which is just ahead of the uh, water yeah. picture. So I think that's crucial about how they get in. I think the balance, again, when we talk about, because it's only five foreigners you can play, if you play the likes of Albert Saran as well as one on at the back, then, and on who up front, then it's either going to be only Dimas and Eric Clark. will play Eric because he gives them a balance. Absolutely. So Dimas and Eric are almost certain to start with. So then, where, where does Rafael Augusto come in? Oh, sorry. Yeah. So if you want to accommodate Augusto, you've got to drop Saran. Drops around who goes in. There's BK players as centre back, then Cabra on the right, Nishu on the left. So it's a little bit of a shuffling around that has to happen in BFC where you're starting to put players in their slightly unnatural positions, you could say, to accommodate somebody else. And I personally think Rafael Augusto may not be the signing that a lot of people are hoping he'll be for BFC. Because Coming back from an injury as well. Not just that. I think if you look at the way he plays, he's exciting to watch. Don't get me wrong. I love watching Rafael Augusto play. I think he's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. He does some phenomenal things on the ball. And he's exciting to watch. But the question is, is it effective in a game? Because if you look at his numbers over the last three seasons in the I sorry, the ISL, his numbers in terms of goals and assists are not up there with even the likes of Indian players in that position. So if you go back and compare the stats of Rafael Augusto with uh, whether it's uh, Brandon or whether it's Vedanta, uh, uh, I know it's not like like position, but the, num- the numbers just aren't there. For a foreign number 10, you should be getting better goals and assist ratio. So that's one thing. Secondly, because you've lost the likes of Chisco, Chisco got those goals and assists. You had the other guy who was ever two seasons before who went to East Bengal, um, the small uh, Tony Diwali. Oh. Tony Diwali got goals and assists. If you look at his number, if you look at Tony Diwali's numbers, you look at Cisco's numbers, and you add them up, and you look at Rafael Augusto's over the last two seasons, they're nowhere near those levels. So BFC is losing those numbers, replacing him with somebody who doesn't necessarily have those numbers. So that could be one weak link. Secondly, I think. He slows the game down a lot. He gets the ball, he takes a lot of touches. Mm. Rafael Augusto manipulates the ball, moves people around, and doesn't lose the ball. Mm. But on a counter the, attack, it's not so. Yeah, and if the way if you look at the way BFC played last season, a lot of it was very, very fast mm. play. And when you've got the likes of Odanta, you've got the likes of Sunil, you've got Ashik, you've got Keen Lewis, you've got these kind of players who can hurt the opposition when they're transitioning to defend. Having a player who slows the transition down may not necessarily be the best so he's a luxury player for me if BFC's won the luck in a game bring him on control the game mm-hmm. if you're if 
it's a tight game, close game, will he be the difference maker? I'm not sure. If it's a game that you're chasing to win, is he going to get you a goal? The stats don't say that it will, if you look at the last three seasons. He's not going to be coming off the bench and scoring goals for you. Which, that's where I think BFC lacks somebody that can provide that goal off of the bench. Which Because Dimas isn't prolific. Mm. Eric's... So if you, don't, if you don't have goals from your... If you're losing a Miko and you don't have goals from midfield, that could be somewhere where I think BFC might hit a road bump at some point in the season. Uh, wishful thinking. But uh, Eugene is back. He sure. can give him... I mean, I don't know what the level is going to be coming back from the injuries and the two years that he's had. But he's a goal scorer. And the AFC, they have the AFC competition, only four foreigners, so you might see him sneak in more, especially sure. in the early stages. Yeah, before. I think in, in the AFC competitions, we'll see a lot more of uh, Eugene and, uh, and Keen Lewis in, in those competitions. And I think there's no doubt if Eugene plays and when Eugene plays, he'll get you goals and assists. Whether he'll be able to get you the numbers that he got when he joined BFC where single-handedly Eugene got BFC in contention with the title Mohan Bagan were running away with the title and Eugene single-handedly got BFC back with game-winning goals week after week he was had handed 16 goals yeah. that season something like that yeah so when he gets 16 and 16 goals and if you think about if you add the numbers of what he did at FC Pune City for David Platt and, so his numbers over the course of the season and with the national team he was racking up close to 40 plus games a season and had an important role in goals and, and direct uh, relation, uh, correlation between the number of goals being scored. I still think he can do that, but I doubt he can do it consistently, consistently over that long period of time. So maybe we won't see the numbers of 16, 17 like that, but when he comes on, he gives that a little bit of experience and quality, which I think they were lacking a little bit in terms of their other Indian players over there. Because the rest of the Indian players are young. The likes of Ajay Chetri, will be good players one day I think Edmonds are an exciting player that I like to watch and one day we'll, we'll be there knocking on the door but that, they have that little bit of an experience at the moment and I think the likes of Eugene will definitely help uh, which one do you think like what is the thing that you're most looking forward to this year it may not be ISL itself in terms of Indian football I think it's crucial season obviously in terms of Indian national team we see every game is a big game whether you're playing the Bangladesh or Afghanistan Afghanistan is a good team yeah you need to pick up six points yeah. in those games and then given the way we played against Oman and uh, against uh, Qatar yeah. you'd expect now to get something out of those games when we play them the next time so you've got those three games now interspersed within mm. the season so you're going to be keeping a close eye on the national team players, whether they're fit, whether they're on form, and also at the same time, who's knocking on the door to challenge them for that spot. Like, at the moment, because the league's in pre-season mode, you don't really think the coach has much options apart from a Britain quota, whereas come the, the Afghanistan game and the two November fixtures, should someone be playing really well at the time, you might think, hey, why doesn't he give X, Y, and Z a chance? So that's one of the interesting things to look forward to. I think BFC back in the AFC Cup is something that's um, to look forward to because I think we've really let ourselves down in terms of our performance yeah. in the AFC Cup in the last few seasons where the groups have actually become a lot easier than when we were competing. And I remember when absolutely. we were, we were travelling to the, the likes of Persipura, Jaipura and uh, strong teams. opposition like them, uh, JDT, 
and even though the Singapore league was quite strong yeah. and Lao, Toyota, Ayawari, yeah. Myanmar, these were strong opportunities, it was tough travel as well to go away to these places, mm. tough weather conditions, whereas with the new format, you're playing the likes of Sri Lankan, Bangladesh. Nepal, Bangladesh teams, you really should be yeah, secure and you're in these two games. teams. Two from India, yeah, yeah. we're not qualifying, and that's a little bit disappointing. So I'd like to, it'd be good to see BFC because it's one of the teams you know is going to take the competition a lot more seriously. Um, and now with this new rule that the league winners get the mm. AFC Champions League spot. Are you for that? I think it's a bit of a controversial one. Um, I think the way the structure of the competition is you have to have whichever you designate as your top league has to go into the Champions League. I think it's a little bit moot at the moment because whether the top team from the ISL goes into the Champions League qualifiers or the top team from the I-League goes into the qualifiers is irrelevant. Because both being the AFC Cup. Both being the AFC Cup. Because we, I know from experience you might sneak past the first team. Yeah. Second the second team you're going to get your... Yeah. <sighs> behind kicked <laughs> and if you somehow manage to get through that the third team will embarrass you and it will be 6-0 hmm. we are not anywhere near the level of you have to play 3 qualifiers I saw those 2 when we were at BFC we we are I think you went 1 level in there. no we had to play JDT the first and then next one would have been Bangkok class and had we yeah. beaten Bangkok class we would have played uh, Guangzhou so we lost to JDT in extra time I remember that Eugene yeah. scored from the corner from the corner yeah. And then I remember I didn't even I didn't even bother to get my visa for the next one because <laughs> for the China one because I knew we had to get past Bangkok last. We, we, I I predicted we would have lost at least three 0 to JDT lost three 0 to Bang, uh, Bangkok last. Mm-hmm. Bangkok last went and lost three 0 or four 0 to Guangzhou. So uh, apparently AFC is trying to get one Champions League spot. I don't, the, I don't like think. a proper spot like in the group. Whatever AFF can try. It's not up to them, it's up to AFC and I think there's a format of how it, you get, you have to have certain ranking points to get there. Um, you look at the results recently, I think recently Urawa Red Diamonds are playing against uh, Guangzhou and you, you watch those games. With just four foreigners playing, we can't compete with those likes because our seven local players are nowhere near the level of their seven players in terms of competitiveness. So, I think we should Yes, aim to be there one day where we're playing in the AFC Champions League. And quali- but we should qualify on merit and yeah. be there. And by, by qualifying on merit, I mean if we're winning or we're getting to the semi-final stage of the AFC Cup year after year from this relatively easier format, then we should say, okay, maybe we can compete with them. If in our pre-season friendlies we can challenge the likes of a Bangzhou or a Irawa or a Ulsan Hyundai, where we can keep the matches competitive, then yeah, let's let's knock on the door and say we should be allowed to play this competition but if you look at those teams those teams are competing with European teams in pre-season yeah. and giving them competitive fixtures we're not there yet so we shouldn't be trying to sort of sprint before we can even crawl yes let's aim to be there but let's give it the natural course of time to get there rather than I, I don't think we're ready it will be detrimental Absolutely, they'll yeah. play against Al Saad and they'll just uh, yeah. destroy you. Or destroy you. Yeah. Losing six 0 in those games yeah. is not going to help us. And twenty four goals conceded in six games. Six games. Yeah. So I don't think that helps anyone. Absolutely, yeah. So there's, we're not we're not there yet. So we'll be there one day. Our dream is to 
what uh, in we saw beating yeah. you know Nepal teams and Bangladesh <laughs> teams 4-0 and easily qualifying out of the AFC Cup group then yes then we can say we're a little bit above this level we need to be playing but we're not there yet absolutely I agree uh, so thank you so much for the for your time I know sure. it took a lot of your time no no, no my pleasure uh, and it's always fun to have a chat with you thanks Anik yeah. do it again soon. okay thank you <laughs>